The following content is produced to highlight the mission work that the Lord is doing through members at Ashland Oldham County. Join us this week as we talk with Mark Stangler about his recent trip to India. If you have any questions, email us at oc.ashland at gmail.com or catch up with Mark on Sunday. Thanks for listening. After a quip study, feeling just great, excited to be on the podcast today, talking to Mr. Mark Stangler Jr. We're going to talk a little right. bit about Mark's journey and uh, trip to India mm-hmm. a few weeks back. And uh, man, with that, I'll let you take it away. Tell us a little bit about the whole process. Yeah. Thanks, man. I um, hope it's you know encouraging to everyone who listens to it. Uh, it was definitely a work of God. It was a miracle that I got there. I know you guys are praying for me, so I really appreciate that. There was some visa complications, to say the least. Uh, There's some delays, (laughs) a lot of delays getting the visa. Um, When I got when I got there to the airport, I got stopped like three times. They just didn't want to let me out of there. So uh, your prayers were felt for sure, and uh, and saw me through that. But I guess just kind of as a a brief intro to like why in the world did I go to India. Basically, I have a pastor friend there who's native Indian, and he lives in West Bengal, uh, India, which is right next to Bangladesh. And he, and I didn't find this out actually till I got there, but he actually lives on an island off the coast of India. Um, and he ministers to orphans, widows whose husbands have been killed by the Bengal tiger, um, because the Bengal tiger is native where he's from. Um, and, and anyone, you know, ministers to anyone, but is the, the house churches he helps leads, he helps lead are mainly women and children. So it's like 99% women, um, and a good amount of them are widows whose husbands have been, you know, killed by the Bengal tiger when they're out working in these fields. Um, and they, they came to Christ. So pretty, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. Um, God's doing a work there, you know, in places you never expect or even conceived of God's doing a, an awesome work. So that's kind of a little bit of background. <laughs> There's a whole lot more, but that's a so little bit of background. Just like, <laughs> so did he just like call you and was like, dude, you got to come check this out? Like, is that kind of how it started or? It was, well, so I, I got connected with him through another friend, another friend's ministry. Um, and God had put on my heart to go to India. I didn't know how I was going to go because I didn't know anyone over there. And then my, at the same time, God put on my heart to go there. My friend said, I have a, well, I know a pastor in India who wants help. Um, I want you to connect. And this was during COVID. So we planned a trip. Um, it kept getting delayed because, you know, all this lockdown stuff and travel's crazy the past couple of years. So it kept getting delayed. Um, 
but I got to know him and understand, you know, what his ministry is all about. And he seemed like a legit guy, you know, like a, a sincere, you know, disciple. So this was kind of a scouting trip to make sure, you know, everything was 100% legit and, you know, praise God it was. So that's kind of how we got connected. And uh, so after like a year and a half of planning things out and praying about it, uh, finally was able to go last month. Man, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So you have all the issues, the the trouble with your visas, the airports, the whole nine yards. Yeah. All the mess, the devil trying to hold you down from going. Yeah, seriously. And you get there. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what your experience was like there, uh, the sorts of things that you did while you were there. For sure. Oh, man. Um, the best way I can, like, describe what I experienced Honestly, I'm not trying to like exaggerate, but it was like the book of Acts, to be totally honest, with just like the house churches, you know, people meeting in, in homes, um, people worshiping, worshiping and praying all the time, um, people getting healed of, of sicknesses and diseases and having demons cast out of them, um, people, demon possessed people around you all the time. I mean, all that stuff. <laughs> it was just like, it was like, it was, I felt like I was in the book of Acts, to be totally honest. It was just another universe of, of spiritual darkness. I mean, really, honestly, like Satan's grip is on these people and it's like so tangible. Like you can feel it. You, you see it. Like you honestly see people that are under the like influence of Satan. And it has to do with like the idolatry because it's, it's predominantly Hindu there. Um, you know, there's some Muslims as well, uh, but mostly Hindu. So everywhere you go, there's a temple to an idol. There's someone offering incense to an idol, worshiping an idol, chanting the name of a deity. Mm. So it just it's just everywhere. I mean, just it's hard to <laughs> it's even hard to explain, but it's just it's just everywhere. Just very, you know, the demonic is very tangible. There is very obvious, um, at least you know to my eyes. Right. You know, coming from America, um, and they don't have anything. I mean, they're, they're dirt poor, you know, they just, they live in a shack, a hut, just, they don't have nothing, you know? Um, but I was just really struck by the believers still having that sense of, of satisfaction in life and joy in the Lord. And that, that really hit me hard to be totally honest. I just was like, wow, how, because from a, from like just a purely like Western perspective or whatever, just from a non-Christian perspective, you see these people, you're like, this is the worst thing ever. You live in a shack. There's like tigers here. You know, you have to go walk two miles. You'll get water. You don't even have a toilet. Like this is horrible, but you saw them. They enjoy, they had the fellowship with one another. They had the joy of the Lord. They trusted God for everything. Um, like everything they trusted God for. And at least the, a lot of the believers I, I ran into, I was like, wow, like these people, they don't need, <laughs> they don't need anything. You know, they, they don't need more money. I mean, it'd be nice, but it's not like they're craving for more money or nicer things. Um, it's really, God is all they had, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that, that hit me hard in that, in that sense for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, it's funny you say that too, because like I've never really been out of the country. Like I, I mm. never have been out of the country. Like, yeah, no, not really. For sure, I never for have. sure. And I was listening to this podcast the other day, mm. and it was talking about like how, like when we don't get a chance to experience that, we kind of miss out on the fact that 
there's like really great work happening across yeah. the world. Yeah. Like this this particular guy was talking about what he had saw in Iraq and Iran. Mm. Like how there were like real like Christian For movements. sure. Yeah. Like yeah. this other guy was talking about how in Latin America mm. there's like huge Christian movements. Like like the Spanish population of like real legitimate like Christ following disciples mm. is like booming right now. Wow. And it's really encouraging because like I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Like, kind of being stuck like in the Bible Belt, it yeah. never really feels like there's huge movements. Sure, it's just, like, sure. Everybody is like, "Do you go to church?" I'm like, yeah, I've gone to church my whole life. Oh, yeah, great. yeah. Me too. You know, right, like, right, very, like, right. Business as usual. Casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a casual part of society. Mm. And so, I guess for me, my thought process is is like when you're in that space, mm. like you, like actually, like when you're yeah. in that space, like what was going through your mind on, like how you could have like mm. impact mm. and how you could you know be somebody that would be you know a good influence and in and somebody that would engage with those people mm. that's that a good question have different you know totally different views oh yeah lifestyles and everything oh for sure yeah to be to be real with you dave i was i was hum like god humbled me big time like i thought like I thought I was humbled. <laughs> I thought I was humble, you know, going over there. And then I realized like how much I still think I'm kind of the man. You know, we have that part of I mean, us. You are the man. I mean, but... well, Jesus is the man. <laughs> Jesus through me is the, I don't know. <laughs> However that works. But, you know, uh, you know, I, I would just humble just like, wow, I'm a weak person. Like I honestly thought it was with my whatever knowledge I have, the gifts I have. And then you go over there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm exposed to the elements. I don't know the language. It's like a million degrees outside. I don't know what I'm going to eat. This water tastes weird. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's no toilet paper. Uh, and you're just, you're just kind of exposed and you're like, wow, I really need God. I really need God to show me what he wants me to do. Um, and uh, I think I learned by experience, like, what does it mean to really be filled with the spirit of God? Um, and it means to be dependent on him. You know, that's what it means and obey him and trust him to help you. And so, there was things which God called me to do, like whether it was a praying for someone to be healed or encouraging someone or teaching or whatever, um, which I felt unprepared for. But I saw God, you know, the whole idea of God's power being made perfect in our weakness. Like I saw that on display. Um, so really, it was just kind of whatever God shows you <laughs> to do, like just do just that, do it, yeah. just do it and he'll supply the strength um, because then he gets the glory and it's so much more powerful when it's his power working through us rather than our, you know, our, our finite resources and he's infinite. So I, I really experienced that a lot, um, really stretched me. So, yeah, I imagine. So like, I just try to picture myself in those situations and it's just, mm. it's so hard to fathom. You know? Yeah. Now, was this your first time like being in a situation like this? Like, like being in the midst of the elements and not knowing language and things like that? Yeah. I've been to that part of the, area before of the country before not the country i've been to nepal of the continent whatever um which is still like we can get pretty rough but not like this rough mm -hmm. like you know this was like <laughs> just a whole, this was like almost i don't mean to say this as to be mean but like like primitive culture yeah. type of stuff you know like people like the women carrying jars on their heads from the water well type of stuff and yeah people living in homes for that are I don't know, bamboo or thatch or something. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that was a shocker for sure. Um, and then I've never been experienced in my life. Just the, 
and I keep like saying this just because it was like so real, just like the demonic presence there. I mean, it was, it was just so obvious, like, oh my goodness, like this is, this is Satan's seed. I'm just be honest. Like this is like satanic. The gospel is not like penetrated deep here. Like it has here, you know, we have a lot of Christian influence, which is like, praise God. It kind of has a way of, I don't know what the word is preventing evil. <laughs> I don't know. At least it's not as obvious, you know, at least, but they're just like explicit idol worship. Um, like I said, people being oppressed by demons. And that's how most people actually came to Christ there is through, they were sick. They were being oppressed by a demon. Someone prayed for them. God healed them. They prayed for them explicitly in the name of Jesus and they were healed and they came to Christ because a lot of people are illiterate Bibles are expensive there. Mm. So it's it just different, you know, um, and, and God is gracious to, to answer those prayers. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, that was new for sure. Um, and being in an environment as well, which was focused on the house church movement, um, very, very grassroots that, that was a new experience, um, which obviously there's pros and cons for that, you of know, course, yeah. for sure. Um, you know, for the pastor there, his name's Nasir, is one of the things we want to help him with is that he, he's kind of on his own traveling from island to island. He doesn't even have a motorcycle. He has a bike. Mm. Um, ministering these different house churches. And there's just a real lack of male leadership. Yeah. Like 99% of the Christians I met were women or children. You know, praise God that there there is women and children, but it's like there were the men, you know, yeah. to lead. So you have this one guy kind of going around doing the teaching, um, and he's one of the only educated ones. So we're trying to pray through how can we, you know, support him. Yeah, is it just like it's like crazy how much work he's doing? So yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a good little prayer plug right there that we absolutely can, you know, be praying for Nasir as yeah. yeah as you know he's navigating doing this very lonely i'm sure yeah uh very just very difficult task mm. that i i literally can't even fathom it like i know yeah. i just keep saying something like to the same effect, <laughs> yeah. but it, it just really yeah to me it's it's mm. so foreign mm. it, the the idea that there's just literally not enough male leadership like yeah we're like I mean, praise God. Like, we have five, six, seven, eight people in our church right now that could go pastor any church right. around. Yeah, like, yeah. they're yeah. Like, ready to go, like, right, plug right. and play. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, like, that's that's an amazing thing. And, like, For sure. You know, he's having to do a lot of this, sounds to me, like, on his own. Mm. And so, um, what, do, what do you see as the kind of logical next step for... Um, you know, Nasir and his ministry, like mm. in ways that we could pray for that. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, ways that we can even physically, tangibly help. Yeah. That. Thanks for asking that. Um, prayer needs is they want to create a church building because right now it's like you have believers like on the same island that are kind of scattered around being at different churches or house churches, meeting different homes. And they meet kind of like, fly by the seat of your pants off the cuff. Like, yes, yeah, 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 literally whatever you can get there, whenever just going to meet, boom, do it. And so he wants to like unify everyone, you know, and have a building and they have some land. Um, and so navigating, you know, how to support him with the whole building, uh, church building thing would be, would be really, um, crucial to pray about, um, practical need. He wants to have a water well too there. Um, 
And also just for, like I said, the, the, just this training up the discipleship aspect, because it's different there. You know, I was really shocked because I was like, oh my goodness, not everyone here can read. Yeah. You know, and they definitely reading, they definitely don't speak English. So, um, just the discipleship training them up, you know, how to train them up, train up leaders too, because that's the goal. So the movement can keep growing, but God's doing a big work, you know, in ways I never would have thought of bringing Hindus out from darkness into his marvelous yeah. light. I mean, just like crazy. So praise him for that. Um, so that's, those are kind of the practical needs, I think, we to, pr- to pray about. And also uh, who God from Ashland might want to bring back because, you know, Lord willing, the plan is to go back sooner yeah, rather than later. My next question. What's your time frame on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, Lord willing, kind of tentatively, you're thinking August, September okay. of this year. Try to try to go back quick. Um they do need the help and, you know, praise God, they're legitimate. One of the big tests I really was really, really interested in was how does he deal with money? Yeah. I was like really wanted to know, like, how do you do yeah, this? That's always a big question mm-hmm. in these, you know, situations for sure. Yeah. And praise God, he pa- I don't know if he passed it, but, you know, like he passed my test at least because yeah. I saw him using his own money. He's like a village doctor okay. too, as I was trying to figure out, like, how do you survive? And he uses his own money to buy medicine for people and to poor people. And I saw where he lived and I was like, oh my gosh, you're not like living in the mansion while everyone else is living in a hut. Like right. you're living in the hut with them and using your own money. And so, yeah, there's definitely, you know, those practical financial needs. And I think as a church, we can pray through how to navigate that wisely. Um, but, you know, praise the Lord. It's legitimate. It's a work of God. Um, they want to see Christ glorified and it's growing. I mean, we even went to a house church inauguration. I was like one of the most blessed moments of my life to be part of that, that God just put together a house church it was all women, okay. all women and children. And it was just, it was packed full of people worshiping Jesus mm. out of a Hindu background. And it was like, oh my gosh, where am I? You know? Um, and there was a, there was a brother there who was hosting it with his wife and he didn't feel trained enough to lead it yet. And man, we we're just praying like, man, God, like raise this guy up, yeah, you know, absolutely. raise this guy up. So there's, there's so much opportunity and cool things God's doing there. Um, I can go on and on, but those are a couple of prayer points, you know, to yeah. start. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you feel like uh, this is kind of just off topic? Yeah, yes. Yeah. But do you feel like there is a, a heavy enough like missionary presence in India? Like, do, are there are there missionaries that like are there right now? I know India is like a massive place. Yeah, so, oh, for like, sure. we're not talking about yeah, just yeah. like you know Oldham County, <laughs> right? Like, right. We're talking about right. a massive country. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is, you know, there are missionaries there. Um. The government is not like super thrilled okay. about conver- conversion, like, though. Is, there like, uh, is it almost like you know East Asia sort of thing, like where it's? Yeah, it's it's not like explicit. I mean, because Christianity has been there for a long time, but it's not like the majority of the population. But the like the current government, they're not like thrilled. They don't like conversion. Be honest, they don't. Especially Americans converting people, they're not mm-hmm. big on that. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not gonna get locked up necessarily, or you know, beat up. But my friend told me afterwards, is I brought the Jesus film over there and they, they love that. Um, but I had it in my bag and my friend told me if they would have found out that you had the Jesus film in your bag, they would have sent you back home. And I was like, oh my goodness, God just saw me through that. And I had no idea. So there are missionaries there. Um, and I was just thinking like, man, how I was so out of place there. Like, oh my gosh, people were just definitely tripping out that there was an American there. And I was, it just made me think like, we need to invest in these guys, you know, in these, these natives, because they're going to be the ones who reach, reach 
reach everyone else. So yeah, there's the missionary presence um, and there's the grassroots movement too. Um, And I think, you know, for us, we just want to see how we can support that, that grassroots movement. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's uh, just absolutely crazy to think that like, that's a massive country Mm -hmm. and like you, like the Lord can do anything. Right. Yeah. Amen. And to see, you know, that there are pockets and it's, it's happening and it's growing and just you're seeing conversion and and that like kind of demonic presence, like, Mm. you know, lifting from, from areas like seriously, just like how crazy would it be to go back there in 20 years Mm. and just like see, you know, hundreds of thousands of Christians. Yeah. Amen. Like that's just mind blowing yeah, to me. Yeah. It can happen. God can, and do, God that. can do that. Or a temple comes to church, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, you know, obviously your intention is to go back in August, um, as you know, as of today, right. We're yeah. like early May, you yeah. know, almost mid May here. Like how can we begin praying for not just you, yeah. but, how can we begin praying, not just, and, and again, I'm trying to, you know, frame this up, not just for you, not just for the needs that are mm. there, but how can we begin to pray tangibly mm. for a potential, like, group of people to mm. go? Like, what would be specific prayer requests, specific, you know, items that could be thinking through right now? Yeah, that's good. Um, when I was there, what I saw, like, specifically, there's there's a lot of women, and I don't know. I haven't thought through too much implications of bringing a woman over to that side of the world. Um, I know it would be, have to be done carefully, be totally honest and probably with a husband if they're married um, because they were pretty fascinated with an American man. I could imagine how fascinated they'd be with American woman, you know? So there's a lot of need though for women and children ministered to in that area. Um, So that's, you know, that's a need to something to pray about. Um, I think also, we can pray about uh, just how can we support this brother who has so much load, you know, to carry. I, I don't, I don't understand how he does it. Like, honestly, I have no idea. Um, but praying, you know, how can we financially support him wisely, you know, cause we don't want to just be the person dispensing everything, mm-hmm. you know, but there's real need. So I think praying, like, how can we financially, uh, physically, you know, tangibly support Nasir in all the ministry he's doing would be a big one as well. Um, and as well, just what 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 is God's vision, you know, for this? This is not something I came up with. I guarantee you, this is not something I ever dreamt right. up of. Um, so just God giving us his vision, you know, for, for this part of India and how it can be part of it. I think there's some tangible things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, re- I really like that. And I appreciate that, you know, those are things that we can like really, you know, pursue in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're like going through this prayer series right yeah. now with the Equip study, yeah. like I've been thinking through, you know, I feel like a lot of my prayers are the same, mm. you know, I feel like I catch sure. myself in this like trap of, yeah, yeah. of just praying for a lot of the same things. And, uh, it's really exciting to me that mm. we can add new things into our, our yeah. prayer life. And we shouldn't, we should be doing that on a regular basis. Mm. But like, especially right now as we're, you know, learning more about prayer and what, you know, Jesus thought about prayer and, and how Amen. him and, you know, the apostles prayed and things like that. Like these are real tangible items we can pray for. So, um, you know, kind of in, uh, to put a nice little bow on this, yeah. uh, is there anything else that you would like to add about your trip, about uh, mission work in general, um, you know, the future? Uh, is there anything that you would like to, you know, tack yeah. on? Yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I believe like God wants our church to be part of this. 
And I think that even if you don't go physically, I can't, I cannot emphasize how important it is that people pray for these trips. I mean, that is just as crucial as you actually going. So I don't want anyone to think like, oh, I'm not going physically. I'm not part of this. I'm not a missionary. And it's, you know, we all probably know the saying, you're either going down into the well or you're holding the rope for the person. Um, and I honestly, there are points where I was, I was at my breaking point. I was literally at my breaking point. I was like, I can't do this. This is nuts. And I, you know, send a text to my BFG, but guys, can you pray for me? Cause I'm done. You know, this is like, this is nuts. And I don't know how, <laughs> but I, it saw me through, you know, it saw me through. Yeah. So I think that, that'd be something I just like to throw, throw out there. Um, and then second, you know, what I really realized is that there, there's just no substitute for, um, for obedience. Mm. I mean, really, there's just no substitute for it. That's what, that's what it's about. We just, God gives us the command and he says, fear not for, for I'm with you. You know, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And he's the one that does, he's the one that does the work through us. Um, but you know, in his wisdom and his grace, um, he's chosen to use us as the instruments. So even if we don't think we're talented enough or know enough or whatever, gifted enough, what God asks is, you know, for our obedience and he'll do the, do the hard work. So, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, you know, coming and talk to us a little bit about this uh, and, and kind of as a reminder to mm. our church, like, mm. like we're all called to be on mission. Mm. And that doesn't always look like us going to India right. or Africa mm-hmm. or Ohio. Yeah. Like we can be on mission every single day. Absolutely. Um, but in that, like we can still be aware and be prepared mm. to pray and, mm-hmm. and to really try to help meet needs that are out there for anyone. Mm. Um, you know, Casey said it the other day, like we're the richest country in the world. Yeah. We have all the resources. Yeah. Um, and maybe you or I don't have all the resources, sure, sure. but like we can pile together and mm. do things and uh, we can have a lot of impact by just being like people that are prepared to mm. have conversations. And I think that prayer is the, the crucial point to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that, but, you know, the second thing I would say would just be to, you know, consider how you could potentially partner for the next trip. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking through those things, like, you know, is it feasible for you to go? Is it feasible for you to help raise support? Like, yeah. whatever it might be, like, let's get on it. Let's start processing through that um, and, and working through those those things. So appreciate you being on, Mark. Yeah, thank Thanks you. Thanks again. And uh, looking forward to, to having more of these conversations with other people and with you again yeah. as you go go back. And uh, definitely, yeah, I appreciate you.